Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News. Happy Thursday, January 12th, 2023. Got a lot of content for you today on this here Bachelor Rush Hour. Oh, yeah. We're bringing it to you today. Aggressive much? That's right. We got to keep you guys awake for this Rush Hour ride home this Thursday afternoon. Hey, maybe you're listening on a Friday. You get that bonus today. If you did, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal, got a lot to get into. Are you looking forward to the February 15th stand-up show between me and my friend Katie Thurston in San Diego at Mike Drop Comedy? Link in the comment section if you want to come. There are general admission tickets for sale and VIP tickets. Although the VIP tickets are selling out, it's going to be a full meet and greet with Katie Thurston. You guys ready to laugh? Let's do it. All right. Well, we got some Bachelor stories for you today. Uh, and I have an interview with one, Stephanie Parker, host of the indie podcast, Bachelor um, uh, Indie Podcast. She's all batch. You know, she's all that. You remember the 90s or 2000s, whenever the hell it was? If you're born in the 80s, you watch She's All That. He's like, all right, what, what's it? I feel like every rom com that took place in the early 2000s was just a beautiful woman wearing glasses, and then a hot jock would take her glasses off and say, You're not a nerd, you're beautiful. And then next thing you know, she can do like a full back tuck and join the cheerleading squad. That's life, folks. That's Hollywood. All right, so anyway, my first story is quite interesting. It's a non-Bachelor story. You mind? Do you mind if I do a non-Bachelor story? Anna Kendrick, of course, Pitch Perfect Anna, uh, was on Dax Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert, and she said, and this is an Us Weekly, I'm sorry, an Us Magazine title, headline, Anna Kendrick emailed the woman that her ex-boyfriend cheated with. We talked on the phone for about an hour. <laughs> that got to be fun. Did you record the convo? Share it with us. She reached out to the woman. She said, I was exposed to a year-long text exchange and went, oh, I was right about everything. Oh, okay. It was actually way worse than I even thought, she says, as she told Dak Shepard. And uh, what else did she say here? Uh, she said she discovered the alleged text messages in which her former beau had apparently told a mystery woman that he wanted to blow up his life for her after one week of effing you. <laughs> well, uh, the power of the, uh, the, the power of the balls. Let me tell you something. They will lead you down the wrong streets, folks. All right. There he was. So anyway, the Noel actress, uh, pitch per pitch perfect star, Anna Kendrick confronted her partner. We don't know who this is. One of her exes was Bill Hader. I don't know who it was. Either way, she said she ended up emailing this young woman and saying, I just think it's fair that you know what I know. I don't put this at your doorstep. You made a mistake, but you're 25. We've all done stupid stuff. I very much lay this at his doorstep. Oh, she's that's very old school. I lay this at his doorstep. So either way, we don't know the man, but that's on uh, that's the Dak Shepard podcast. Juicy, juicy. I guess she said, I don't know why we would ever be in a room together, but if we were, I just kind of need you to know. If I were you, I wouldn't want to talk to me. But if you ever wanted to talk, I'm more than willing. To her eternal credit, she was like, yeah, can I call you? We talked on the phone for about an hour, and she was just like, I'm so embarrassed, and I'm so sorry. This was a mistake. Oh, you love a good female bonding story over a cheating uh, expose that happens. And in our next story, speaking of um, exiting... Uh, Natasha Parker has a bid adieu, a, a bid adieu, as the French say. She says goodbye to Bachelor Happy Hour and uh, uh, Clickbait. A guide. Oh, so, I'm sorry. She says goodbye to the Clickbait podcast. I have a whole video out on YouTube if you want to watch this. But to be quite honest, it's kind of a fluff piece. It's really not that interesting. She basically says things happened in the last six months that I can't tolerate. 
And that's why I'm leaving the show. She's going to start her own podcast. And she said she's not going to watch The Bachelor, but she'll watch Bachelor in Paradise. All right, there. You like it, folks? You got the spark notes. So that's all that. Now, here's some information I'm going to share with you guys that I have not shared with anybody else. It's very fascinating, kind of a side story. TikTok star reveals the hard launch of her divorce by joining The Bachelor. Now, we know who this is. You guys are experts. We've already, experts. We've already talked about it. Victoria Jameson is going to be on the next season of The Bachelor. She is almost a million followers on TikTok, 150 plus thousand on Instagram, you know, good size and, you know, influencer. And she announced that she was joining the next season of The Bachelor, which premieres January 23rd. Uh, And in her announcement, she said, oh yeah, I'm divorced. So she did a hard launch of her divorce while also hard launching. She's going to be on The Bachelor and an old two for one, if you ask me. But I've come across information uh, just to share with you guys. That's exclusive. It's not a big deal, but no one else has heard this. Only you that after doing the hard launch in her divorce, people went so nuts looking into her life that there are fans of The Bachelor Nation that have called the county clerk's office where the divorce records were sealed. How wild is that? How wild is our audience that somebody who hasn't even been on the show yet has had people, strangers, call the divorce, call the clerk's office for divorce records. It's like, what are we going to find out through the divorce records? You know what I mean? Either way, either way, interesting stuff to say the least. And speaking of interesting stuff, uh, I've got a video here where we talk about Chris Harrison's new podcast. I know, I know we've talked about it four days, three days in a row, but the deal is, is it's uh, number one in the country right now. Now, is that a big deal? Not really. Let me, let me let you in on a secret. The podcast ranking system is basically, as far as I'm concerned, uh, built around new subscribers. So new podcasts are weighted heavily in the charts. So for him to maintain number one position, it'll it'll require lots of tea. Uh, but either way, let's listen to our first clip of the day where we discuss Chris Harrison, uh, king of the podcast charts. So what did he say? Let's go to what Chris Harrison said yesterday regarding the shocking and dramatic news that he's reached number one in the podcast world. Hello, everybody. I was going to try and not do this. I was going to try and not talk to you until next week's show. I was going to try not to gloat. I was going to try not to pat myself on the back. Chris Harrison, do whatever the hell you want. But I can't help it because you guys have made the most dramatic podcast ever. One of the biggest launches in iHeart history. I woke up this morning. You guys have taken it to number one. We're number. We may scrap this whole thing, to be honest. Number one on the chart. Who likes his uh, gray hair and his beard? He looks distinguished. And I'm speechless. And that's not easy to do. <laughs> but I had to come on and say thank you. <laughs> I am humbled. I am so grateful. I believe he's sincere, but he comes off phony. And I think that's why he had the problem with the Good Morning America interview is that he comes off like a phone phone. But I believe him. Yeah, he's happy. He's excited. He's he's vindicated. I love you guys so damn much. And I also wanted to say I have not recorded next Monday's show yet because it's all about you. It's about listening, taking your questions, going to take some phone calls, go over some of the crazy headlines from the week. So if you haven't, go to our Instagram page at the most dramatic pod ever. So you can leave your questions and comments um, and listen to episodes one and two if you haven't. So you can catch up and join us next week because we have a lot more to talk about. Wouldn't it be fun if you guys told him you wanted to get him on my podcast? Wouldn't that be fun if you all were like, hey, go on Dave Neal's Bachelor Rush Hour. That might be nice. Tag me, Dave Neal, D Neal's on Instagram, on his Instagram if you want me to be 
a guest on his show or vice versa. Come on, Chris, let's have a good chat. All right, let's get right into it. Here's our featured convo of the day. My chat with Stephanie Parker from She's All Batch podcast. If you want to watch this, and you know what you should, you know, it's a beautiful conversation. If you like the visual medium, go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal, and you can check this out visually speaking, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Maybe you just found us through the podcast app. It's good to meet you. We're new to podcasting, even though we're crushing it in the ratings, as they like to say. Uh, why does he so care so much about his numbers? Because we're trying to put food on the plates, folks. But either way, if you found us here and haven't checked out the YouTube, I've got more content on the YouTube. You can always go check that out, Instagram, at dneals, all that jazz. And of course, patreon.com slash Dave Neal for behind-the-scenes bonus content. All right, well, let's get right into it. Here's my chat with Steph. Ladies and gentlemen, so excited to have friend of the show here, Stephanie from She's All Batch Podcast. How are you today? I'm so good, Dave. Thanks for having me back. Friend of the show. That's what we call our listeners. Okay. Pops. Well, only a few people get called friend of the show, so you better take that with a lot of love. That's uh, Happy New Year's, I by the it. way. How's, happy New Year. How's it going? How was your, um, my, my New Year's was good. I uh, brought it in with COVID, uh, but I fought <laughs> it off, and now I'm a new woman, so I'm feeling good. There you go. That's a good way to start the year. Better to start the year with yeah. COVID than end the year with COVID, I guess. I don't know. It was kind of both, to be honest, <laughs> after both. Christmas, but I had like a, done, I had this so. stomach sickness that made me lose six pounds. I was like, I'd like to start every year off with that. That would be nice. Yeah. You know? New year, new you. And new year, new Chris Harrison podcast. It's ranked like number two or something for a new podcast. What are your thoughts? Do you listen? I listened. Um... I refer to it on my podcast as LaCroix because it's, I, I knew it wasn't going to be juicy, but you want to take a sip, you want to try it, but you're not going to keep drinking it over and over. And that is exactly what it was to me. I felt like I kept waiting for him to reveal something and it was a run on sentence, a run on sentence, never getting to anything. I think the best part was when he actually named people by name, like Nick Vial, and he called out certain stars from the show. But other than that, everything was vague and everything was kind of to be expected. I also feel I don't want to ramble here, but um, ramble. I don't know what your take is. OK, well, <laughs> I, I think it's odd. Obviously, we all know what he's apologizing for. Obviously, we all know what this is in reference to, but it wouldn't hurt to specify it. And I feel like his lack of specification kind of waters down the apology a little bit because to me he did sound sincere but just just say what you're apologizing for then yeah because i would have i believe you that you're sorry but i don't know it just seemed yeah and i'm not like an apologist although some might call me one but it's like you do a written statement and people say well we want to know what you say then you say it and kind of ramble because it's not written and like he didn't get to all the points so i understand that i understand that but it's funny to me like some guy who's used to reading off a teleprompter or doing quick one or two minute intros outros for the show now has to fill air for an hour and it's like maybe it's just not that easy you know like uh I, but but he, I mean, being a podcaster is not easy. And I feel like he also said, in my opinion, there's too many podcasts. And I was like, Chris, I felt personal dig at that. I'm yeah. sure he was talking about She's All Batch. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is harder than you think. I mean, you just started a podcast loving your podcast. It's harder than people think when people are like, well, why didn't you ask them this? Or why didn't you do this? And I'm like, well, you know what? 
when you start your podcast, I'll tune in. Let me know. Yeah. And I always say, you know, podcasting, like any art form, is it a combination of information and entertainment? He's given us the information or will trickle out the information. And will he entertain people long enough to make it interesting? I personally don't think a one-on-one relationship podcast will be something that he like corners the market in, you know, but um, he didn't get to everything, but they did mention they'll get to the Dateline interview later. So my guess is they'll continue to throw chum. GMA, you mean? Oh, sorry, GMA. Yeah, sorry about that. So my guess is that they're going to continue to chum out things, which I think would be the good strategy to do versus like blow your whole load all at once and then no one (laughs) tunes in again. Like you you can't build a podcast off of just releasing it all at once. Mm-hmm. We don't want him to blow his whole load at once. No, we yeah. want the load to extend over multiple episodes. However, <laughs> if this load is going to be this watered down, I'm not interested in the in the load anymore. I didn't know a watered down load would be the topic of conversation here, but this is why we podcast. We podcast for a good watered down load. And um, at his yeah. age, we can hope for any 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 type of load. But yeah, he he um he didn't get to it all. Although I just don't think he would have won or changed minds in any direction either way. I do think he was challenged to go on the Higher Learning podcast. I would 100% recommend he do that. I think he would pull in some new listeners. What do you think about that? Yeah, why? I would love why... Who, how do you know that? Well, Van said it live on air. He said he's whatever he calls Chris. He's got like a name for him, uh, lunch meat, meat or whatever he calls him. Uh, uh, but anyway, he was like, "Yeah, come on in." And Rachel didn't say no. But I think Rachel said she, Rachel Lindsay said she wouldn't do his podcast. And I know for equity purposes, it's like, yeah, get him on yours. That'll drive traffic to yours. But that's like as a new kid on the block, that's what he's going to have to do if he really wants to tell his story. Go on different podcasts. Get your lunch pail. And, and go to work like the rest of us, as we're doing right now, do podcasting, you know? Yeah, well, I'm so here for him going on Rachel's. I would love to hear, I want to hear more from Rachel about it too, like to him. I would love for them to have the conversation again, because I think the one thing that people are kind of bummed about is that he, you know, it's not surprising he went through a dark time. A lot of that stuff, that's sad that you went through that, but it's not surprising that you went through that. You lost your job after 20 years and fell from grace. However, like, I lost my train of thought. Well, Please well, when it, it comes to falling from <laughs> grace, I look at it as as this, where I, I don't know. I don't think getting a $9 million payout changes the feeling of feeling ostracized, which I think is one of the worst feelings a human can feel when you feel like your community no longer wants you. When it comes down to it, yeah. what what good, like you're, you're a wolf kicked out of the wolf, wolf pack. You are on your own now. Oh, cry me a river. He's got a mansion in Texas. You ever been depressed before? You ever been depressed with like, it, it doesn't matter where you are. You hate stuff. Yeah. So that's me saying, yeah. I feel like the punishment was received and you know, like you know, what, what, regardless of what he does moving forward, his audience will follow him, and he'll make some money. Not that it's about money. I don't think he could care less about the money. And um, whether he's good or not is yet to be seen. But yeah, he's got to go on these other podcasts and have the conversation the way they'll have it. Take their fastballs. And this is what I said should have happened all along. He should have gone on and talked to Rachel Longform right off the bat, just like Rachel Kirkconnell should have. And yet uh, Chris Harrison went with the old school model, which was be quiet, you know, versus like this sort of Trump model, which is just, you know, mouth vomit on any place that'll listen to you. Yeah. And he said he used a crisis manager. 
why didn't they suggest that? Like, should we be crisis managers? I feel like that's such an obvious uh, path to take. Like, I think him going on Rachel's podcast, letting Rachel grill him, letting her, letting her say her side and let Chris come back and on the spot, tell us, make it unedited. I feel like a lot more people would probably be more open to welcoming him back in. Whereas do it live. Imagine that. Hey, we're going to air this live. Like, let's do it. Just let's do, do it. it. If you, and I it, feel like Rachel deserves that too. Like, yeah, and let if, her. And if they want to throw the stones at, yeah, if they want to throw stones at him or whatever, and if they're unfair, then he'll get sympathy. And if they're not unfair, then it's like, all right, Chris took it. He took the beating and he admitted his faults. All those things can just happen. My guess is, and this is why I like never trust human resources at your job. They're, they are there to protect the company. The company is psychopathic. They're, they don't feel any pain. My guess is crisis management was hired by ABC or the production company. Oh. And therefore, oh, no, no, be quiet. It's going to die down. And of course, when it was all said and done, he took the fall for a greater problem that exists with the sort of infrastructure of the company. Well, that's why they always say, like, you're just a number at your job. Like, people that are like, no, I can't do this. Like, my job. Like, uh, even Chris Harrison was just a number. Like, you know, he'll be replaced. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to pat ourselves on the back here, but let's 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 pat ourselves on the back. Are we too smart for this bullshit that they're doing? I mean, I feel like if we had one minute to tell Rachel Kirkconnell and not to not to glaze over the issues, but like you need to shine light on the darkness that is the disinfectant. You need to talk about this. I mean, do we just come from a different like podcasting world where where it's easier that way? Like, what are they trying to do? Statement on their Instagrams? Oh, well, come on, get out of here. What's that going to do? Yeah, and I don't want it to come off like we like we we're obviously um, you know human, and we make we make mistakes, we make missteps as well. But I feel like being quiet for two years, it wasn't the wasn't the right path. Yeah, and I but I also get that he didn't know what the path would be because he was like, man, I got fired for this. I guess I've already lost it all. I'm just going to go in, in hiding and not address it. Yeah, you know. So you know, time time is a good thing to have a little bit of um, retrospection here. But yeah, so it's um it'll be interesting. We'll have to see how he goes here. But you know, us us blue collar podcasters get to watch the main man just jump to the front of the line. It's like, all right, good, enjoy it. But um, well, but don't you feel like he's a little more accessible now? Like I feel like he'll he'll come on the Bachelor Rush Hour. Yeah, you, you think so? Like oh yeah? yeah, my boy Chrissy, come on the show, Chris, anytime you want. Um, I think he needs a video element. You guys have a video element, and I think every podcast should have the video. I mean, it's just a whole market. YouTube is the largest platform in the world, and um, either way, he had like some cruddy. I mean, his audio is good. I like to grade. I like to grade a podcast based obviously on start having good audio, but um, all these other podcasts. It looks like Natasha just left, um, or she's she's leaving clickbait. Every single time. Wait, a was that her big announcement? Yeah, I'm I'm listening to the podcast right now and I haven't gotten into it okay. yet. And I'm just like, wait, clickbait shocker is they were clickbaiting and everyone wanted to tune in to see what her announcement was. But in so the, it's that she's leaving. So it's Joe by himself now. The biggest issue I have. Yeah, Joe's watery load. Uh, the biggest issue I have <laughs> with clickbait and bachelor happy hour is I don't know what the difference is. 
I don't know which one's which, so that means the branding sucks. Yes. Like, wh like, what are they? Well, you really don't know? Are you being funny? No, no, but like, what's the difference? What are they doing differently on their shows? They both have guests, right? They both talk, I guess clickbait maybe talks about more buzzworthy things. I don't know. To me, it's like, they need to, uh, they, it's, oh boy, I mean, you look at how they rolled out their TikTok with Jesse Palmer. It's like, they severely, talk about a cri crisis manager. They severely need someone to teach them how to do social media and do it right. High quality video this and that yeah it's just garbage you know garbage are we we're this is a very like patting ourselves on the back video that we have going on dave I'll, I'll pat myself on the back all day i'm here alone with me and my dog uh he's begging me to go outside right now so i'm gonna go walk the dog and pat myself on the back but it's like when you when you create something like we do or reality steve or zachary reality we're doing it on our own you get you get where you are because you have to learn video learn audio all these things a lot of these people just come in they they mail them a microphone they plug it in and then they watch the uh you know cars drive by as they as they mail in their their corporate pot i just think corporate podcasting is like the antithesis of what podcasting is and therefore you it, it takes the heart and soul out of it i've never i've never followed totally. someone who was a corporate podcast host becca kufrin one of these joe i would never follow them to their next thing because like they, they, what are they even doing versus like a caitlin bristow yeah. who has heart and soul and equity put into her company you know Totally. Uh, and yeah, I mean, when you're passionate about it, like my, my co-host Jackie and myself, we, we run the podcast. We don't have a network. We don't have anyone working for us. We literally do everything ourselves, which is, I know you do the same. And like, I, so I care and I feel like you're right. You know, they cash in their paycheck. They turn off their computers. I don't think they're looking at analytics. I don't think they're reaching out to get guests. I don't think they're, what can we do to make this more successful? At the end of the day, they still get their paycheck. Whereas we only get our paycheck if we produce content that people actually want to consume. Yeah, you guys are hungry and, and, and it shows because you're good at what you do. What's the big, let's let's wrap it up on this. What's the big 2023 podcast goal for She's All Batch? You guys have grown from, no, I don't say nobodies, but from from nowhere to uh, one of the, uh, one nobody's of the, sure. I would say one of the highest independent podcasts in Bachelor Nation that actually gets guests and has challenging conversations. So what's the goal? Yo, I don't know how we've gotten like at this point, I think it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg. I feel like we get good guests because we've gotten good guests. And and now the, the guests see that we've had other good guests. So they're like, OK, I'll come on. Like, it's a little easier to get people. But that started with Ben Higgins. Ben Higgins was our first real like big, big name. And then since then. People are like, oh, if Ben can do it, how bad could these girls be? Yeah, and then yeah you know, no, people don't want to have their time wasted. So they want to know, like, yeah. all right, they're vetted. They're in the system. All right, well, uh, now that you've had Ben, you had, you just had Ashley I. Anything uh, we need to look out for for that podcast? Well, with Ashley I, are we, so we're not doing it on the other thing? We're doing it here? Yeah. Okay. Um, Ashley I. Okay. So I never did I think I would be able to get Ashley I on the podcast. I'm so happy that she was open to it. We've had Jared on before. So there was kind of an in there. I always said if I were to ask Ashley, if I were to have Ashley on the podcast, I had one burning question for her. And she has said publicly that like producers never made her, never told her to cry, never told her to do anything. But they, she said there was probably one time they said, ham it up a little, but she never revealed what it was. And I'm like, I need to know what the scene was where you hammed it up. Like what was fake? What were what were fake Ashley tears? Yeah, and she told us. Oh, she told I you. Tell you? If, yeah. If you're allowed to, go for it. I mean, or, it's my own. I don't know. I'm gonna get in trouble by my boss. I'm. 
All right, you know what? Don't tell me. People can go listen to She's All Batch podcast to get it out. How's that for a teaser? And, and I will say, it's a scene that we all know, we've all seen it, and if you go back on YouTube now and watch the scene and know that it's the scene that they told her to ham it up, it's it's pretty interesting. And then also, um, there's kind of a reason behind why, behind why they wanted her to ham it up. By the way, are the... Oh, may, oh, go for it. Sorry. Well, because there may have been a potential... Um, there may have been some kind of talks of a TV spinoff. Maybe. Oh, interesting. Know. And by the way, are these producers from like the 1970s ham it up? Is that the term they're using? Ham it up, doll. Like, what do you? That seems like a. I haven't heard anyone say ham it up since I was like five. Well, you know what? I, um, my question was quoting her original quote. So I, that's what she said. So I don't know if that's what they told her. But yeah, ham it up. All right. Well, there it is. Ham it up. I mean, maybe she, that should be some merchandise she does. Ham it up. And it's just her crying in the background. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much for joining me today. And everyone can go check out your podcast. She's All Batch on YouTube, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Anything else we can promote here? Well, I actually am about to... Well, we're on YouTube right now. I'm about to publish a clip from the Ashley interview. And it's about why she is so happy she didn't do a televised wedding. Because she said the behind the scenes of televised weddings, which she's gone to, are awful. So. Can't imagine. I can't imagine. I know, right? I'm so surprised. You need to no, step up. I mean, yeah, like, just... she's like, what she describes is pretty bad. Yeah, I. Um, if you can afford to not do it, I mean, I always say if they can get cash in on the free wedding, if you can, but if you can afford not to do it, like if you're Claire Crowley, get the hell away from that bullshit. Go enjoy your wedding and and all that. You know, you've made them enough money is uh, is the point there. But uh, anyhow, thank you so much, everyone. Go check out She's All Batch and um, come back anytime. Uh, you have any breaking news you want to share with us? Breaking news. Okay, and then come on our podcast. I'm ready. Whenever you need me, I'm here. Okay. Bye now. Mwah! Okie dokie. Kisses for all, as we like to do. All right. Well, I have one more video that I'm working on that's not going to be ready in time for the podcast today. It is Nick Vile. I know. Why are you so obsessed with Nick Vile? We made a video of Nick. Uh, this was information that came out eight days ago, but I was just presented it today. You know, we can't catch everything on the day. Sometimes we have a nice little quiet moment and we check it out. So Michelle Young commented on her ex Nate's inst uh, TikTok, uh, you know, something kind of snarky. And now Nick watches it and says, Michelle's not over Nate. And he kind of makes the case that she must still be into her ex because she commented on his social media, which, you know, you could make that case for sure. But I'm going to play what he has to say on the YouTube today. So no, no sense of getting it ready for you now here. If you want to listen to it, go to YouTube, check it out over there. At link in the comment section. By the way, yeah, my link tree. Link tree is essentially like a, it, it, it's a conglomerate of all your different links in one tree, like a family tree, but it's a link tree. And my link tree is linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R-E-E.com slash Dave Neal. D-A-V-E-N-E-A-L. There's a link in the description of this podcast. From there, you can check out that YouTube video. You can find where you can buy tickets to the uh, Katie Thurston and Friends comedy show February 15th in San Diego. Uh, tickets going fast. You might not uh, get the VIP tickets. If you don't act soon, they're probably going to sell out. And you can go check out the Patreon and all the other things on linktree.com slash Dave Neal. So that's where that'll be. I'm done for the day. I am Dave Neal, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. Bye, everybody.